Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, How Much Do You Like Yourself? Self-esteem and How to Improve It. Well, let's look at it this way. Before you can care about someone else, you really have to love yourself. And to love yourself means that you respect yourself and you do not let others hurt you or do what they want to do. So it's not always easy to feel good about yourself. Most of us can relate to struggling with self-esteem issues every now and then. However, the way you feel about yourself is something that you can learn to change for the better. Self-esteem, and what is it? Self-esteem is simply the way you feel about yourself. It can be positive or negative, or maybe even a little bit of both. It's more important than most people realize, as having high self-esteem may cause you to get further in life and feel better about yourself all the way around. Now, before I go any further, what I want to say about this is this that many a times your self-esteem and your self-worth are things that you learn early on in life for one simple reason. If you got a parent that's negative and is always telling you that you're worthless or that you, you can't do something for yourself or that you're going to be dependent on others all your life, or that you're ugly, or that you're fat, or whatever, then that's what early on creates, or rather shapes your self-esteem. So you yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection, said Buddha, which is saying that you need to love yourself and don't let anyone else tell you any different. Don't let them control you. You yourself, uh, okay, so let's say this again. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection, said Buddha. Having low self-esteem means that you struggle some things about yourself. Do any of these thoughts sound familiar to you? I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I wish I was smarter enough for that. Why am I such a failure? If you've ever studied or heard a transactional analysis where they talk about the parent, the adult, 
and the child, the parent often says, you should, okay? The adult says, I am able to. And the child says, I want. And what happens when you've got an adult that's constantly telling you that you're not good enough or that you're not thin enough or that you're not smart enough? Then what happens? You start hearing that so many times that what happens? You literally repeat these things over and over to yourself until you literally believe them. Therefore, you have to learn how to, in essence, let go of the things that other people are telling you and get to the point that you see or hear things in a way that only you can understand them or, in essence, that you yourself can turn around and make things different. So if they do, then it's likely you struggle with low self-esteem. This can hinder you in various areas of your life. Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude, said Thomas Jefferson. So think about that. Think about these things. Think about how you are hearing them. And think about how you can change them. So not having a high self-image of yourself can cause you to feel sad, depressed, lonely, insecure, fearful, and more. If you have experienced trauma through your life, you may be more prone to having low self-esteem. Having low self-esteem may also affect others around you, especially if you are a parent. Your low self-worth may rub off on your children. It can speak, or rather, I can speak for myself in saying that my mother's low self-esteem had me questioning mine while growing up. I was was insecure or unsure of myself and had to learn how to overcome these things later in life. Let me back up here and give you a story. I had a mother that was constantly, constantly, constantly telling me how I was always going to be, need to be taken care of simply because I have a disability. She was constantly, constantly telling me that I couldn't live alone, that I couldn't think for myself. Now, You've got to remember, cerebral palsy affects how the brain processes information. Therefore, when it came to taking tests, I didn't always show what I was truly capable of. So what happened? My mother would take that as a meaning of how she could use that to control me simply because in her mind, 
or rather, this is the way she was raised. And you've got to remember that until someone wants to break that cycle, the cycle will keep going over and over again. And why does it keep going over and over again? Simply because that we're all fragile people. We all need love. We all need to be hugged. We all need to be respected. And, and you can't re- demand respect from your children. You have to show them how to respect you by how you respect them. So therefore, remember, it's up to you to decide exactly how you want to look at things. And if you don't look at things the same way, then what happens? You are literally taking things and doing them in a way that is going to affect not only you, but the relationship that you have with them. So always recognize that it is up to you to decide exactly how you are going to look at things and how you are going to take things in such a way that it will end up being the relationships that you want, but also understanding how you see things and how you deal with things is how you are going to relate to the people around you. So it's always up to you to recognize and deal with those things in such a way that it will be beneficial to all of you. So remember that it's always up to you and the relationships that you have with the people around you. So don't expect others to kind of take and do things in a way only help you but always look at things in a way that it can support each other because the kind of relationships you have now as a child will determine the kind of relationships that you have as an adult in relationships with other people because what's going to happen is you choose people based on your comfort zone. And if you're choosing someone that's abusive, it's because that's your comfort zone that you are so used to that you are going to choose that. And until you learn to love yourself, respect yourself, and take care of yourself, because remember, we all have that little inner child within us that we have to protect. So the five steps to increasing your self-esteem. If you are struggling with low self-esteem, be assured that there are activities aimed at improving the way that you feel about yourself. Plenty of people have gone from low to high self-esteem by utilizing self-esteem building activities 
such as the ones that we are going to be talking about. So the first one is make a list of positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are statements that are positive, such as I am smart, beautiful, I can do whatever I put my mind to. Take some time to write your own or pull up affirmations online. Once you have made a list of these affirmations, put them in a spot as where you can see them every day and recite them out loud as you repeatedly affirm yourself your brain will become rewired, so to speak. You'll begin to realize that maybe you are more than you've been thinking all these years. The more you affirm yourself, the more confident that you will become and your self-esteem will rise. Well, I'm going to say this because I think it is important to hear. I have, my older sister is deaf, and as a child, because my mother grew up poor, and it wasn't that they were really poor as much as the fact that my grandmother had a, had a, a lot of personal issues. And instead of looking at my father's family and getting along with them, she would always be cursing them and, and, and saying mean-spirited things about them. And they would come and they would visit the family and they would check, see that everything was okay. But if my grandmother had been different, then what would have happened is they would have been taken back to Savannah where my grandfather, when they came from Russia to America, settled with his family, couldn't take the weather, went back to Russia, and when came back with my grandmother, settled in New York City. Well, my grandmother just resented them and the lifestyle they had instead of trying to get along with them. And they really wanted nothing to do with her. So remember this, if you come from a family where, what, where you've got a parent that has got their own issues, and they, they isolate the family from other family members, then what's happening? They are creating a vacuum, and that vacuum is what creates the, the issues because they're just repeating what was said to them. And until you are ready to break that cycle, then what's going to happen? You are only going to be repeating it. So make direct eye contact with the people you're speaking to. Many people with low self-esteem don't look people in the eyes due to insecurity. Much of my life was spent avoiding eye contact with others. I wasn't afraid of them, just that they would look in my eyes and see how little I thought of myself. How could they not see my flaws, insecurities, and more. Not only that, that there's two things that happen in, for me. That with cerebral palsy, I have very limited vision in one eye.
because three quarters of my vision is blocked so that I have to literally turn my head to the right to see beyond that slide because it, until you come right in front of me, I do not see you if you come from my right side. Then two, that because of the negativity that went on in the family, I learned not to look people in the eye. So there's, it's, it's got to, sometimes you're going to need to get some counseling and therapy to build on that self-esteem. It takes more than just what you're feeling inside in order to, to make things work the right way. So I had to train myself to make eye contact little by little as I worked on improving my self-esteem. Do your best to look directly in the eyes of those that you converse with. You may be difficult at first, but the more you do it, the easier it will become. Start with and then work your way up. It's all right if you can't make consistent eye contact even just a little bit can help you boost your self-esteem and feel more confident. Read as much self-help literature as you can. Okay, this is very important simply because in the, when the self-help industry started coming into existence, you had the book, Games People Play, More Games People Play. A lot was written on, uh, on transactional analysis and how to incorporate it into your daily life. And psychodrama, very similar, only in psychodrama, it's like acting out a scene, only you're writing the script and working through those issues through it. You've got someone that's behind you, that's like your support system, and they will say the things that you're not saying, and either you can put it in the same words, or you can say, no, that's not right, and put it in your words, and then you have, and what they are is be like your auxiliary ego, and then you've got other people in the scene that can be like a significant others or parents or family members so that you're working out the relationship because many a times when you go to get help your family is not there and don't want the help and they would rather stay in in their little vacuum and sometimes you literally have to break away from them because if you don't break away from them then what happens you end up right in the, in the same situation because they're going to try and pull you back because they don't want to break the bonds and they don't want to lose their control. So some of the top recommended reads by PositivePsychology.com include these three books that talk about having low self-esteem. The first one, you Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. The second one, The Art of Happiness 
10th Anniversary Edition, A Handbook for Living by Dalai Lama. And the third one, Matrix Energetics, The Science and Art of Transformation by Richard Bartlett. A quick search on YouTube for increasing self-esteem will give you access to hundreds of videos that may be helpful, including this, the TED Talk, Meet Yourself, a user's guide to building self-esteem with life coach Nico Everett. Remember this, you can always learn how to better control your life. You can learn to build your self-esteem. And remember this, that what was written in the 60s with transactional analysis and psychodrama, all of that has was talked about in The Secret and is also repackaged under the title of Laws of Attraction. And everyone understands the laws of attraction and the importance of affirmations to turn your thought processes around. So go ahead and take some time daily to watch several videos that give you tips, techniques, and exercises that can help you increase your self-esteem. You'd be surprised how putting in just a little bit of energy every day into yourself can yield significant changes for the better in your life. The videos or people that you jive with create a YouTube playlist and make the effort to listen or watch it consistently. Take the techniques and practices and apply them to your everyday life and give yourself permission to not get it perfect. As boosting your self-esteem takes time, effort, and practice. And remember that it is progress that you're after, not perfection. And remember, you have the right to control your life, and you have the right to make the decision on how you are going to live that life. Fourth thing is help others. Consider helping others in one way, shape, or form. By helping others, you will tend to feel better about yourself. Look around in your community for places to volunteer, or you may volunteer your time online to a particular group or community. Since we're still in the days of COVID, you may not want to get out in the community as much just yet. Do some searches for social media groups that are looking for help on online communities. There are plenty of online Zoom video gatherings all over the world, from religious gatherings to eco-friendly initiatives and self-help groups and more. As you get around other people or become active in your community, you may find that your self-worth and level of joy increasing. So see 
And the last thing we're going to talk about is you should see a counselor or life coach. Now, here's the thing that we that we need to understand. If you are looking for insurance to pay for your therapy, then you need to make sure that you have a, a psychotherapist because they're licensed and insurance companies are looking for people that are licensed. Life coaches are certified in that industry, but unless they also have a background, psychology and mental health, and are certified in those industries, then insurance will not pay for it. If you are seriously struggling with low self-esteem and you've tried just about everything that you can, think of perhaps it's time for you to see a counselor or life coach. It can be helpful to shape your story with someone who can hold a safe space for you. Sometimes low self-esteem may indicate that you're struggling with high levels of anxiety or an anxiety disorder. A professional counselor can help you discern where your low self-esteem is coming from, and they'll be able to walk you through a process of dealing with the root because of causes and learning to boost your esteem in practical ways. In addition, sometimes you can gain more insight by listening to another person's advice and suggested self-esteem building activities rather than just trying to do it on your own. Also, they work as a support system that holds you accountable to say and do what you're going to do rather than allowing you to do or, or when you are the one holding yourself accountable, what happens is you'll put it off and you'll put it off. But when you tell someone else and they're holding you accountable, you're more likely to follow through and do what you expect to do. So love yourself big. You can certainly boost your self-esteem and walk around feeling confident about yourself with some insight and practice. So no matter what your past has been like, you can take actions to change what your future will look like. So hopefully these tips will point you in that direction and we wish you luck. Now, I also have a five-day workshop and a membership site. The membership site is called AskDavidaShinsky.com. On there, I have a program that's called Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life. And what I was saying was I have a five-day challenge that I'm running that's called Change Your Thoughts Challenge.com forward slash join the challenge. And the purpose of this challenge is to help you understand where your subconscious thoughts come from, what toxic relationships are like and how to get rid of them, how the workplace culture affects your mental health simply because 
how we speak to each other affects the relationship that we have with one another. And the fourth day, we talk about changing negative thoughts into positive ones. On the fifth day, we cover everything, and we talk about where do you go from here. And I'm also working on a course that's teaching you how to do strategic planning for your life, because so many times we don't even think about how we can control and plan our life instead of waiting to the end of life to just find out what kind of role we play. You can also go to my website, the number one personal career coach.com, and you can sign up for either individual or group coaching. And the purpose of the membership site is to help you to learn team building, to learn to communicate more effectively, to understand body language, listening, and also just how all of these things play together to help you. 